1: Well, it's a Tuesday at three o'clock, which means we are joined by our guy, Elliot Shore Parks, fresh off Joel Embiid scoring 70 last night. (laughs) Elliot sponsored by BQ Basements and Concrete Foundation Repair, Basement Waterproofing and Crawl Space Experts. Call today for a free inspection to book your appointment. Go to basementsbybq.com. What's happening, Elliot? What up? How you guys
3: doing? What's up, brother? 70 points, huh? He's the best athlete in the city. He is the best I, I mean, in the I think, you know, especially with the season Jalen had, uh, and Bryce as well, really, like, it's fun to talk about, but when Joel's playing like that, it's clear he is without question the best athlete uh, in the city. And, you know, if he keeps this up for this season, it won't just go down as one of the best seasons in NBA history. It'll probably be the best season we've ever seen from a Philly sports athlete. Like O one but you do Iverson, know the season,
2: the postseason has to
3: be. Yeah, for sure, that matters absolutely. That's why, like O one Iverson, uh, you know that you look at that as a great season. Um, you know, Carson didn't have the postseason. I think we all think of that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Joel is was a ways. Was that the to one go, that people but... were most bothered with during your
1: uh, your tweet this morning? Um, I mean, there was a few. Went season? Wentz's no, I think season, everybody realizes that, including the one season. There. Oh yeah. So, so Elliot put out his best individual seasons from a Philly athlete mm-hmm. in, in his lifetime. Number. Five Ryan Howard, no six. Yeah, a fair one, fair one to put in 58 there. Fifty-eight home runs. Yeah, yep. people forget. Yep, uh, MVP Carson Wentz in 2017, Embiid mm-hmm. uh, this year. Number this year is
3: Embiid. I'd put three.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Tio. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then number one, Iverson.
3: I think so. I mean, the one I forgot in there was, I think, and people have tweeted me this, I think it was 87. Reggie had 21 sacks in 12 games. Oh, that, yeah. That probably oh, belongs, that's in That ridiculous. probably belongs in yes. there. Yeah, that, that should
1: you be in there. You should have just said your lifetime. and then yes. you're, Yeah. Y'all going to
3: say, were you even around then? No, I was. What well, was your
1: memory of Reggie White having 21 sacks in 12 I games? I mean, I
3: remember Reggie as a Packer, but, uh, but I'm sure of Eagles seasons. Right. Like he was, yeah. he, you know, but. No doubt. I think when you look at that list, like Iverson, like Embiid, this year is playing better than Iverson did no one. Mm-hmm. But Iverson had the postseason run. He had those fifty point games against the Raptors. He had Game One against L. A. Like the sixteen assists against the Bucks. Like Embiid needs those moments. But in terms of just playing at a high level, I don't think I've ever seen really. To would probably be it. A level an athlete play at this level in Philly sports. Well, it just comes
1: down to like this is this is generational greatness. Like we've seen great seasons in Philadelphia. Like Wentz having the year in seventeen, like other quarterbacks have had that. I mean this is this is
3: different. He scored seventy points and made one three pointer. Mm -hmm. Think about that today in today's NBA. It was free throws, it was jumpers, it was everyone wants him to go down low. He took Wemby down low multiple times and made it look easy. I mean, it was it was just stunning how easy it looked for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, I wouldn't have it at number three. Uh, I think it has a chance to be that. It's hard to not include postseason. Uh, And even though Wentz didn't play in the postseason, we know why he didn't play in the postseason. Mm -hmm. And the year that he had there, we still haven't had a year like that from a quarterback around here still.
3: Yeah, I mean, so you, that's, you could like, argue Hurts last year, but I think 17 Wentz was better than Hurts was last
2: year. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I,
3: I, Just the memory of it. I, I get if you look at the numbers, you break it all down, but just the feeling we had about Carson in 17, I don't I, think I, matched what Jalen was last year. You don't think it matched Jalen was last year? Sorry, I, I missed that up. Yeah. I think we, we've... Seventeen went, in my opinion, was more like wow. Were, than- exactly, I, yeah. yeah. You took
2: the word right yeah, out of yeah, my yeah. mouth. There were far more wow plays with Carson in seventeen, yeah. than it was with Jalen.
3: And I it just say, wasn't. Was- that's
2: not hating on Jalen. I mean, what do you throw twenty two touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: like yeah. It, it just wasn't. It wasn't the same level of wow. Plays. I mean, the thing I always think about with Carson at seventeen was I think it was it was actually maybe Dave Spadero, but uh, he was on WIP and he said. Carson's going to end up being one of the four best Eagles of his lifetime. And I thought he's right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that, yeah. that was the feeling yeah. when you watch Carson at 17. Um, I don't think you got that last year with Jalen. Jalen was outstanding last year. But just in terms of, and I guess I should say my lifetime, seasons where when it's happening, you're mm-hmm. like we're, we're witnessing something and experiencing something. Like for me, it's always Iverson at 01, Carson at 17, T.O., you were there for that. Right. I mean, just in terms of pure the dominance. Thing, brother. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir.
1: Oh, six hour Twenty ten holiday, which yeah. I oh, yeah. wanted want to, want to make sure that you got on. Yeah, twenty
3: ten
2: holiday. Yeah,
3: I
1: mean, we're talking about a perfect game in a season, yeah, a Cy Young, I, and a no hitter in the playoffs.
2: Yeah,
3: I would have had that year in there, Elliot. Yes, over what though? Probably one. I'm curious. Like, I guess, I guess right now, over Howard. Joel Embiid's season right now. You think so? Yes. I mean, he, I don't know. I Man, he's averaging like thirty-seven
2: points. Uh, yes. I, and I love Embiid. It's early on, I guess. First of all, baseball is a harder sport. Wow. And to dominate as a it is a harder sport. Than basketball? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Well, when you're seven, two, three hundred pounds, it's definitely easier for you to do what you're doing. Iverson, because he's only six feet buck fifty, it was certain him for him to play the way that he did makes that season right. even greater. Like his numbers aren't out of this world. It's the fact that a little six foot, 160 pound guy took the lead by a storm. Roy on. forget about Embiid. We know what Embiid has done. We just watched him score 70 points. Roy Halladay threw a freaking no-hitter, won the Cy Young, and threw a no-hitter,
3: and he threw a perfect game, and threw a no-hitter in the postseason, his first ever postseason game. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I would probably have it six or seven. I agree with you. Embiid this year six or seven it, right Embiid, Embiid this year is probably the best we've ever seen a Philly athlete play. Like He has to finish it, and that's why ah. it's that. Like, Reggie, I forgot, to 21 and 12. That's pretty amazing. And I, I didn't witness that, so I can't speak to how it felt at the time. What about but, Carlton in 1972
1: <laughs> winning 27 games on a <laughs> me, 54-win baseball team? Dude,
2: let me tell you. What Roy Halladay
3: did in It was unbelievable. I don't no, really you're think not, you're really giving it. it Oh, oh so they, they, what, I'm saying six baseball. or seven Just of say all the – you hate baseball. But also no. – so, baseball versus basketball, Embiid plays This'll both go. sides of the court. Yeah. Roy Holiday didn't hit. Yeah. So well, he did I'm, hit. Well, he did hit, Whatever. but I know but what I'm you're saying, saying like, yes. he wasn't expected to hit. Yes. So, I think basketball, Joel impacts a game way more than Roy Holiday did. And Roy Holiday also only pitched one what? every five days. Embiid plays in almost every hey, game. Well, well,
2: don't even go down that road. Whatever, 70%, 80% <laughs> of the game. Well, I'm, I'm it's, it's not about him just pitching. It's about him Dominating. No one is still – he still had more complete games in his time here than baseball has had since he retired. He leads, he leads
1: uh, baseball complete, complete <laughs> yeah. games since, yes. like, 2009. The
2: dude was a horse every time. He was time. unbelievable. Let me I tell you, dude, you. I, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I, and I love Embiid. I do. Yeah. I do. But well, you're talking about somebody who gained a different level of respect for a great athlete in a dominant season and a dominant performance. What that dude did in his first year here – Dude, I have
3: never seen anything like that. So you would put that in your top five? What? You would take Embiid? I'm asking. Listen, I would put it in front of T.O.'s year. You would? Yes! Yes. I don't know they went
2: the Eagles went to the Super Bowl that year. I understand all of that. I'm telling you TO wasn't as dominant as Roy Halladay as a pitcher. He wasn't as dominant as a wide receiver as Roy Halladay was as a pitcher. Now we may have loved him being here, and it was right. exciting he also joined a team that was already in the NFC Championship game the year before. Like Roy Halladay when he came here, I know they were in the World Series the year right. before. My point is, my point is is that we hadn't seen anything close to that before
3: well, right? in a really, Steve Carlton. We hadn't really seen anything close to T.O. for a long time either. Just, when did Schilling ever get close to that?
1: Well, Shilling had a couple 300 strikeout seasons. I don't
3: care about no damn 300 yeah. strikeouts. Oh, it's
1: pretty, 300 strikeouts, it's a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> Jack seems
3: to care. Oh, uh, people swinging yeah. this.
2: Man, Roy nice baseball. Man, Roy Halladay, man. Roy,
3: Holiday, man, that, Roy, yeah, Roy was awesome, here, but we're watching with Embiid. Embiid's the best player in the sport and having one of the best Ooh. seasons ever in the well, history Holiday's of the, the best sport. pitcher in baseball. Yeah, but again, Halladay didn't, like, Embiid plays both sides of the court. Well, it's different in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. He hard. impacts the game more. I, I felt
2: like – yeah, I, I wanted to argue I didn't know you were such a big holiday. No, I, yeah. no, I'm not. Listen, I, I was, you year, was a Cliff Lee guy. I was a Cliff Lee guy. Yeah, yeah. And I was a Cliff Lee guy more than Halliday I was. Nah. That doesn't mean the other guy wasn't a
3: better pitcher. <laughs> that was an unbelievable year. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Like, I like it. I mean, we had yeah. to disagree about yeah, but something. It. I mean, I think yes. you're wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> right. Like, I, I think T.O. And, T-O in 0-4 was, well, I, I mean, the whole like, city. I like
1: that you're trying to educate Ike on the, T.O. and 4 and Ike was on the team with <laughs> yeah, that. I was there. That's well, good. I'm he's to right. It was no, great. It, it, was it was great. great. No, yeah. I,
3: I'm not doubting that. I, I also think the holiday year, you're talking about O nine 9 holiday, right? It, no, it's no, 10. Sorry.
2: Yeah.
3: I just feel like those Phillies teams after 8 are remembered for losing. So it's hard to view that as a super special year. what are
1: the Sixers remembered for?
3: Well, this current team? Yes. Yeah, I mean, whole, yeah, they're remember for losing too. I agree with that, but it does take the shine off the holiday thing for me because this Embiid season's not over. I didn't have, if you notice, I didn't have Embiid's MVP season from last year in there. And, That's big and, of you, I'm proud and, of and oh, by you. the way, the
2: only reason I, I I had to watch Ryan Howard's season from afar. Yeah. I was in Atlanta then. It was ridiculous. My yeah. goodness. I mean, every night it was highlights. his home run highlights I mean, every night. I mean, 58's
1: insane. Yeah. 58 homers, 140-some run, <laughs> runs better than that. I bad. think it was oh. almost 160. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. No. Yeah. Come on, Bryce? Yeah. yeah. No, he's
3: never getting anywhere close Come to on, those Bryce. numbers, man. Yeah. Bryce needs to stay healthy. He won
1: an MVP, by the way. He did. Yeah.
3: It might be the most forgettable MVP in the history. So, what about yeah.
1: Jokic or Bryce's? So so the number... I the, mean, t- I the, guess I'll go Bryce. It, it's
3: funny because this is what prompted your list is zero
2: on Embiid. Yeah. But he has the most incomplete year of, what, the, of last the five. Year? Of the five oh, on your list. Year. Oh, this year. Right, On right. your list. Yeah. So I definitely would have Roy Halladay on there. Now, you can argue to take Wentz off of there because he didn't finish the entire season. So yeah, you, but you
3: can when, make that argument. Like Wentz's season's remembered because they won the Super Bowl. Too. I agree. Which I think adds to the list. So, yeah, like, I
1: agree. You ready for the most like sports radio kind of debate question? More impressive. 70-point
3: game or a perfect game? I think a 70 point game. Perfect game. Yeah, I mean, 70 has been done way less. Against that team? Against the. I don't think the opponent matters unless you're going to look at the batting, the the team. I, I will tell you this.
2: I, this is where I will agree with Elliot. If you're asking me what was more impressive to watch, Joel B scoring that 70 or right. Doc throwing that perfect game against the Marlins on a, what, Friday night? Yeah, both with both night. A bad team. 4,000 people yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. uh, will. Yeah, I think I would go with the, with I the mean, 70 just,
3: points. Just think about it. Like. How many perfect games have been thrown versus how many times have players had over 70? Yeah. How many players have had over 70? It's uh, only
2: nine players, but it's been done 14 times.
3: Okay. That's more than a lot. only Will, like, Wilt's done it multiple yeah, but, times.
1: And, and the one was allegedly <laughs>
3: 100. Yeah. I mean, Wilt, Wilt's, I think you have to just look at a different era of sport. I agree. Sport. Like, you know, I don't but, think you can But I think that. only nine players have ever done it. So Kobe did it. Didn't Dame get over seventy? Dame, Dame got over. Devin 70. Booker,
1: yeah. So Dame, Devin, Booker, I forgot about Devin Booker. about that? Mitchell
3: got seventy-one. David Robinson. Mitchell oh, so, got seventy-one. That's right, the wow.
1: mid Don, This year, yeah. No, D- last year. Last yeah, year, last year? Yeah, okay. Last year. David Thompson. Yeah. Right. The MJ before MJ. Where uh, NC State's finest, and then yeah. uh, Elgin Baylor. Yeah. And so, how many perfect games have been thrown? Twenty-four.
3: All right, so ten more. Yeah, both, both, both rare. Yeah, both rare. I, I think seventy points is. I mean, watching Embiid last night. It was it was insane. Well, and it wasn't
2: a bunch of three pointers he jacked up and all of that. So I, I love the fact he did a lot of it with mid range yeah. game, free throws. I mean, his
3: mid range jumper might be the most unstoppable shot in the sport right now, I agree. just because of how tall he is. Like yep. no one can get up to block it. Although Wemby last night, he tried. Yeah, and it was it was funny seeing Embiid before the game walk by Wemby. Like Embiid probably doesn't encounter many humans that he looks up to. <laughs> you know, like so that had to be. It was funny what, to see. What I do like about Embiid last night too. Is you could tell he went into that saying, "I want to send a statement against Wemby." Like he, yes. you know, because all the hype Wemby's yep. getting and all that. And I think that's a difference you've seen with Embiid this year. And I know he has to uh, prove it in the postseason. But how many times this year has this guy had like 20 points in the first quarter? Yeah. Like he is coming out to games and dominating and setting the tone right away. Well, he mm-hmm. sat what 10
1: fourth quarters so far yeah. this year. It's insane. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go back to the phones real quick. And
0: Steven Depfer. what's happening, Steve? Hello. How are you? Good. What how do are you, you got, Steve? What's up, Steve? All right, I want to. I, I got to talk to Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot. Good. What's up, Steve? I've, I've been wanting to talk to you for months, nice. months and months. First of all, I got to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, maybe I don't know how, how long ago it was, but the first thing I want to talk to you about, you said that they need to run Jalen Hurts more. That's the first thing. And um, the second thing with the AD okay. Eagles, you said that the linebackers don't mean nothing. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, I might have been wrong about that one. Your, Whoa, I didn't want me to whoa, say. I might have been whoa. wrong. I mean, watching oh, 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 watching the playoffs
3: this weekend, him, I might Steve. have been wrong. Get but him, Steve. go oh, ahead, sorry, oh, Steve. Go, oh, oh, ahead. Oh, 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 go oh, ahead.
0: Let me hold get on. Him. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Let me give you another one. Joe B, Let me let me explain something. I'm 64 years old. Here we go. I'm okay. a lot older than both you guys. You know if Joel Embiid played against Shaq, what Shaq would do to him. He would rip him up and spit him out. would no, Shaq wouldn't. would lose to no, Joel Embiid one to No, he That's would no, he was not. He got, listen to me. Listen, listen. Joel is far more you talented think, wait, than Shaq. let me let me talk. Let me talk for one minute. Go ahead. You think that Joel Embiid can play against the bad boys, Magic, Lambert, Robert oh. Parrish, Kevin McKeel? Listen, Joel Embiid's got to rest every other jo- night. Joel would and beat listen. Bill Lembair twenty-one
3: to nothing in a game to twenty-one.
0: <laughs> let, let me let me let me tell you something else too. Okay. What's he, what does he won? He can't win a playoff game. Yeah, Come I on, agree with him. He needs to be better in the yeah, postgame. Can you agree? Yeah. But listen, 70 points don't mean nothing. You know, they had Ray Dinger on after the postgame show, and they talked about Dallas, uh, about the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what he said? What? He said, you know, um, Dak Prescott. Uh, 29 touchdowns and MVP and this and that. He said, we know we could do with all that. He said, you could put it in a trash bag and throw it out the windows. Let me ask you something. Okay. The Phillies, <laughs> the last three games in a World Series, and, and uh, I mean uh, the National NLCS, Har- Harper had one hit. One
1: they're hit. Not the last three it, games. I mean, one oh,
0: hit. Mr. Baseball. Okay, one hit, brother. $300 million. In Brazil, you yeah, hitting a baseball is hard. As- I don't give a shit. Listen, the guys I you're supposed when you pay that guy that much money, you're supposed to produce when So, let me out. ask he you did something. Did produce.
1: Pre- Steve, let me hey, ask. I'm just what, what do you what, what do, do you, do you expect? Hold on. what's your expectation for every athlete? I mean, seriously. Hurts, Jalen Hurts scored my- 9 points in a playoff game. Does he suck
0: too? Now, listen to me. Jalen Hurts, listen, he's an average quarterback. Okay, we're getting oh, somewhere. Steve doesn't like he's anybody. An Steve, who Steve, who do you like? Who who in modern sports are you a fan of? Who's the best athlete in Philly? Who do I think was? I'm going to tell you, uh, a really great athlete that, that, that wasn't How about Charles Barkley? What was he? Uh, what did he oh, win? What did he win? Yeah. Sick, did he, win? yeah. Sick, did he, he didn't win nothing. Zero. Zero. What did Embiid win? Nothing. What did Harper win? Nothing. They won. Washington won after they traded him, after he signed with the Phillies. Washington won without him. They get Trey Turner, so, what, and what, they did better last year. When Harper, when Harper on, had battling with
1: the bank to, to take the team to the World Series, you you sat there with your your arms crossed?
0: I want that listen to me. I went to every game, but you know what? I gotta tell you this. When it was big time, neither one of them produced. Neither one of them. When uh-huh. they needed to produce, did they produce? Uh-huh. I agree with you big? on
3: that. But but okay. I mean yeah, I'm like right. to use Charles Barkley as your example. Charles never won a title. <laughs> listen,
0: listen. No, he never did, but neither did Embiid. Embiid can't want to play. Yeah, Embiid's career's not over yet. Embiid still has matter. four or five years. we're talking about right now. Right now, and who's better? At ba- is who is better at basketball, Wait.
3: Joel or Charles Barkley?
0: Wait. Listen to me. Back in the day, you listen and be complete play against Charles. A bunch oh, would have him up. Stop. Come Charles on, Barkley man. was six four. Ba- yeah, I got you, Steve.
1: Oh, I think we need Stephen's studio for an hour. Man. Yeah, seriously. He <laughs> no. yeah, took on everybody. <laughs> so, I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. He's he's buying into the Flyers. Oh. <laughs> like he, he screams Flyers guy. Yeah. Screams Flyers guy. <laughs> Elliot, uh, we've been kicking this around. Uh, back to the Eagles here after we talk about Joel Embiid. What's your concern level with Jalen? Are you worried about him? There's been a lot more mm-hmm. stuff about uh, his leadership qualities,
3: things like that. What's going on? I mean, what's going yeah, on with I, this Jalen I, I think it's absolutely fair to be concerned about Jalen. And I also think that to everyone that wanted Nick fired and everyone that's happy Brian Johnson's fired, why do the last seven games indicate that they can't do their job? But for Jalen, it's just, you know, a year, and we can talk about 2022. Nick was great in 2022. Brian Johnson was great in 2022. Why does it only matter for them? So I definitely think it's a fair – Was Brian comment.
1: Johnson great in 2022?
3: Well, he got the offensive coordinator job, and he would have gotten another one if he didn't get get it with the Eagles. So he clearly did a great job. But I think it's absolutely fair to say it's it's – to be concerned about Jalen. Jalen's been the starter for three years, and he's been great for one of them. That does, I mean, you know, I think last year was a combination of 2021 and 2022. And I think what do so what
1: you think he's closer to, 2021 or 2022?
3: I think he's closer to 2021, just because I think to be at the level he was in 2022. I mean, this way you're you're seeing like it's really hard to be that great for that long. And I think personally, a lot of the issues with the blitz are on Jalen and not the coaches. I know a lot of people say. You know, the the coaches can't scheme up the blitz. I, I just disagree with that. Like, I, I think the coaches know how to scheme against the blitz. I think the issue is, A, Jalen's not good against the blitz. And I also think the offensive line let him down. So going into next year, I think, A, Jalen's a question mark. The interior of the offensive line's a question mark. And now the coaching staff's a question mark. So if you said to me, what version of Jalen are we going to get next year? I think it's much more likely you get something that he looked like this year than you get that 2022 version.
2: Well, this year ain't all, wasn't all that bad. It wasn't. You just clean up the turnovers.
3: Yeah, and that's a big part of it,
2: though. Yeah, I'm with you there. But but you can go – I think you can go – I mean, Dak was a turnover machine last year, and then he vowed not to throw more than 10 picks this year, and he didn't. He threw nine. So you can clean up the turnovers and decision-making. Like, you can do that. So I think Jalen can bounce back from that aspect of this year's flaws and things that sort of set him back. To me, it's the other stuff that he needs to work harder at – and get better at. And that's the that's that's the building relationships and developing and mending some relationships. Like if you're gonna be the face of this locker room and be the be the voice in that locker room, then you gotta be of that locker room.
3: Well, and I don't disagree with that, but I think with all the reporting that's been done and you know everything like we've heard about it, mm-hmm. I, I think to me the bigger concern isn't so much that, while it's concerning, I think the bigger concern is like, is he coachable? Is he audibling too much? Is mm-hmm. he running the offense the coaches right. want him to run? Like, those are things I'm more concerned about. I think that in terms of his relationship with his teammates, I, I believe Jalen's a good guy. Like, I think this is well-intentioned. If he's making mistakes with that, I think you can hopefully grow and learn from it. My concern is, like, is he going to take coaching? Like, it, you know, that was sure. a concern we had with Carson. And I think we, you know we that A.J. Brown meeting that Gla- uh, Jay Glazer reported about about listening to the coaches, people took that as a shot at the coaches. I think that was him telling the players, you guys got to run the plays that the, the coaches are saying. Like that Seattle play, we ripped the coaches for three days for that play. And the whole time it was Jalen. So mm-hmm. while everyone's happy Brian got fired and Nick can't do it, a lot of what happens on that field is the players. It's Jalen making the play. It's Jalen deciding what play to run. It's Jalen deciding where to go to the ball. That's why Jalen gets all the money. And that's why in 2022 he should have won MVP or at least was right there in consideration. So if we're going to say in 2022, Jalen was great and Jalen was the reason they won everything, we can't then in 2023 go, oh, no big deal, it was only seven games. So why do you think Brian Johnson was fired then? I think Brian was probably fired because of the dynamics with him and Jalen. And I wonder if this team thinks he can coach Jalen to the level Jalen needs to be coached. And to be clear, I don't think Brian should have been fired. Like Brian did a good job this year for the most part. It was his first year calling plays. He had them seventh in the league in points. I just – I I I don't like the idea of having two new coordinators next year. So – but if they believe internally that Jalen can't be coached by Brian, then, then they have to do something, I guess. But in terms of, like, his ability to design offenses and play calls and all those things, I still think he can do it. I think writing him off is foolish. But I think if the dynamics with Jalen don't work, then I understand making a move. Yeah, I don't understand how he couldn't be coached by Brian. I don't understand that.
1: Because they've been – Friends for
0: a little yeah, not
2: You can't tell me on one hand, this is a good reason why he's here. He's known him since he was a kid. Oh yeah. yeah he played for his dad. Now all of a sudden he can't coach with Jalen. And if he can't coach him, who's gonna be able to coach him? Frank Reich. It, it's, see, you believe that Jalen wasn't listening to Brian Johnson?
3: I think a lot of the problems this year were Jay, was Jalen freelancing and audibling on the field. With the offense, in my opinion, a lot of like and look, there was great moments of it against Kansas City. He audible to that long play against mm-hmm. Devontae, and it was why they won the game. So I'm not painting this as a whole negative, mm-hmm. but at the end of the year, when we
2: all- oh, when it doesn't work though, you better have answers for why you yeah, were audible and, to a play and it don't work.
3: And like I would have, I would bring back Nick, I would bring back Brian, and I would bring back Jalen. So his was, fan base would be outraged. That's fine. The fan base can be outraged. I, I think what wins in sports is continuity. I went back and I looked, and this year. And then the past ten years, mm-hmm. if the Eagles have two new coordinators next year, which obviously looks like they will, only one team in the last eleven years has won the Super Bowl with two new coordinators, and that was the Broncos, who had a new head coach and they had Peyton Manning. Right, yeah. so they're
2: not winning the Super Bowl next but year.
3: But I agree with you. But I think that that's a realization this fan base needs to have. I think that when people, when Bryant with Brian fired and you know the coordinators changing, I think people think it's an upgrade, and maybe it will be. But this team now has a whole new set of problems next year yeah. that they did not have to deal with before. Like I would rather go in the next year with Sean Desai and Brian Johnson as my coordinators if they would have never removed Desai mm-hmm. and had the continuity of having this, this coaching staff get a full year together, then now all of a sudden you have a whole new defense to learn, an, an offense that everyone thinks needs to change a lot, so new offensive schemes to learn, three new coaches on, on game day. Like That's a lot to, to learn in one year. The Eagles now are more about 2025 than 2024.
2: Yeah, but to, but next year is not a throwaway season. There'll still be a playoff team.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I think depending on which coordinators they bring in, if you bring in some veteran guys who aren't a threat to leave uh, at the first sign of a new head coaching job or are going to be at the top of anyone's head coaching searching list, uh, you can build that continuity. And the idea of winning it in the first year, you have to have measured expectations. And like you said, 2025 should be what you're striving for to have a championship team by that time. Like Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, how many coordinators have they changed? How far have they gone into the playoffs? Right. Like so yeah. eventually you can get there. So I, I don't think it has to be We got to get back to the Super Bowl next year, or it's a failure. No, you got to find something that's going to be sustainable for the next two to three years, and create a window where you can win in that
1: time. By the way, the Ravens are one win away from the Super Bowl with a new coordinator, with a new offensive coordinator. One new coordinator. One new coordinator. One new coordinator. Yeah. Well, the defense is going to have two. I know, but the defense was a sieve anyway. (laughs) I mean,
2: well, that's probably, but that that's part of the problem when you look at the overall team.
3: I mean, in Mm -hmm. in training camp this past year. They had to go from the Novacare to the Link for one day just so they could work on the like nuances of calling plays and working together on those things. Right? Like people over at think about just scheme when it comes to changing staff. This is now Nick's gonna have basically a whole new staff around him on both sides of the ball. Like that's a yeah. major change. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: He deserves it. Two one five five nine two. Ninety four ninety four is how you for, get in. For his
3: role in not fixing everything. So yeah, yeah, you get new coordinators, Nick. I just wonder why people are out on Nick but not Jalen. Oh, I got you.
1: On the other side, we'll get to uh, – so, <laughs> You really wondering that? Yeah, de- <laughs> defensive coordinator <laughs> options and a big press conference tomorrow. Elliot's going to be down there grilling them. We'll see if we can get him to ask a question that we want. All that's coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94, WYP.
2: I know about tackling, and you can tackle your game day menu during the playoffs with Dietz and Watson. Perfectly smoked, premium fr- franks and sausages in bold flavors like jalapeno cheddar – and bacon cheddar are the perfect addition to game day. Enjoy endless sandwich combos with freshly sliced meats and cheeses. There's something for everyone in the family. Plus, plenty of protein-packed snacks. Head to DietzenWatson.com to find a local retailer near you. and Watson, it's a family thing. Premium meats and artisan cheeses since 1939.
1: Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Francis has got interesting music taste. It's either like 90s hip hop yeah. or it's it's this kind of music. Yeah. What is this? Rock? Okay. Metal? I believe it's rock. Yeah. It's across. Mosh pit stuff. <laughs> Hard rock. Twitter <laughs> questions sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for the perfect engagement ring? Visit Mark's Jewelers for diamond engagement rings that fit every budget. Online at mark jewelerscom Elliot, big press conference tomorrow down at NovaCare. Have you prepped your questions? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. What's the, what's the main thing that, that fans, I think, want to hear from from that press conference?
3: So, I mean, Jeffrey is not talking. No. And that's noteworthy because ultimately it was Jeffrey's decision to bring back Nick. We won't hear from Jeffrey until March um, at the NFL annual meetings. And while Howie can talk about it, it wouldn't surprise me if Howie stands tomorrow is that's not my decision. So I don't think the answers, the, the, answers we, uh, the questions we want answers to, I don't think we're going to get those answers tomorrow. But the the question I have more than any, if I could get the hundred percent truth about from them at the podium, would be, why are you moving on from Brian Johnson? I agree because I think there's so many dynamics there at play that would tell you about what's going on. Like because they've been super, they were super high on him before the year, right? Howie was super high on him, Jalen was, and I would assume still is super high on him. Um, but I think if you knew about Brian, it would be like, do they not think he was a good play caller? We talked about this at the you know the last um, segment. How is his coaching with Jalen? Like so I think the Bryant thing is really the defense you knew they were going to make changes, like you know, and they'll get asked if they regret moving to Pat, uh, Matt Patricia, and they'll, they'll say no, but of course they regret that. Like obviously that was a mistake. But the Brian Johnson decision, I don't think it was as easy as people want to make it out to be. And the fact that the, it looks like they're going to move on from him, I think is interesting, and I would love to know the real reason why.
1: Well, I think it's interesting that no, that no national reporter has come out and confirmed it yet. I mean, like usually it goes like the local some when the local guys get it, yeah, it'll be like you know source confirms what Derek Gunn said. It'll be like Rapsheet and yeah. and Shafter. We haven't gotten that here, and 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 that's it, that's weird to me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know why from, from that regard. Maybe Brian has a powerful agent. They don't want it, you know, plastered across the NFL that he's been fired. I I, I don't know, but it
2: I well, would well, love to, and and if it weren't true, they would they would have they would push back. Yeah, they would it. push yeah. back
1: on it. I know, but I just. They could easily tweet it out saying, I confirm this. Like, the, one of the rap sheets. Yeah, but chapters. unless you think
3: it's not true, I don't know why. Yeah, they don't even yeah. need to address it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they usually do, though. We usually sounds like you got your tinfoil hat on. I do have it. my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> but because- what do you think? Like,
1: he, he's really coming back? Maybe there's an inter- internal power struggle. You know, they don't want they don't they don't want it out there that they moved on from him yet. What do you
3: think Jalen thinks of them moving on from Brian? Probably because not happy with it's it. It's an interesting dynamic, right? I mean, this is someone he's very close with. I'm sure he had... A lot of say, or at least gave Brian a strong recommendation last year for him to get the coordinator job, and this is different for for the Eagles. If you think about Carson, by the time they removed the car, the coaches, Carson liked he was gone as well, mm-hmm. and this is also one of the first times in uh in Jeffrey's tenure where they're they're changing like a bunch around the quarterback while he's still the guy. Mm-hmm. Like like again, Carson lost his guy; he was gone too. This is a bit. Uh, if we view Brian as Jalen's guy, this is a bit of a you know, pulling back some power from Jalen. And I wonder if this is trying to prevent what happened with Carson a little bit. Like by saying, like, Jalen, like, we we value your input. You're a great player, all those things, but we make the coaching decisions. Like we make the roster decisions.
2: Yeah. But somebody also has to answer for why he seemingly regressed as a quarterback. Yeah. Like who does that fall on? Who's working closely with him? Like we like to blame it on Nick Sirianni, but is Nick Sirianni out there working with Jalen in practice? Is, is He's not the quarterback coach. He's the head coach. So you got the OC, you got a quarterback's coach, who I would imagine is also going to be Yeah, fired. I mean, but Nick, Nick's, in, Nick's in a lot of those meetings. Like no, I'm talking all about all on that. the practice field. Oh, okay, on the yeah. practice field, because mechanics and decision-making out there on the field and coaching him during a game, mm-hmm. who's having these conversations with him?
3: Like, who is Jalen receiving coaching from? I believe that it's Brian, Brian was, was Brian. Right. Like on the sideline at games, it's Brian. Yes. At the field for the practices where, you know, even training camp, but also mm-hmm. for the portions of practice we see during the season, it's Brian that's right next to Jalen. Yeah, James. And,
2: and I would I would think, and I would conversely say it, if, if it was in a positive way, I, would, I wouldn't be giving Nick Sirianni the credit for how much Jalen has improved as a quarterback. I would be saying working with Brian Johnson has helped him, and Brian Johnson deserves a mm-hmm. lot of credit for what he's been doing with Jalen.
3: It does feel like a lot of the decisions they're making are very reactionary, which is surprising. Like, moving on from Sean Desai so quickly, moving on from a coach in Brian Johnson that they were very high on for a long time. Like, I just wonder why they're making all these panic moves. I know this season ended poorly, but this is still a team that won 11 games and a team that's won a lot more than they've lost over the last two seasons. It just feels out of character. It feels like the Eagles normally make, like, well-thought-out decisions, and maybe these ones will prove to be that. But these feel a little more reactionary than I think we're used to seeing from the
2: Eagles. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it, where it says to me that these issues they recognized long before a lot of other people did, and they recognized—no, maybe I'm wrong—they they recognized these issues like a lot of others did when the Eagles were 10 and one. Mm-hmm. So they saw some of these things already. They were just fortunate enough that they were 10 and one. Right? It's not as if they were sitting up there saying, man, we got the best team in football and yeah. we're playing great. So maybe they already have seen some red flags and then it progressively got worse late in the season. Mm-hmm. And this is them saying, okay, we know exactly what was going on and how, what led us to this way, and we need to change these things. Because I'd say this thing. Jalen is so important to the success of this organization moving forward. If it was beneficial for him to have Brian Johnson here to his development they wouldn't be moving on I from Brian you, Johnson I agree
3: 100%. Like they are I think the moving on from Brian is directly tied to Jaylen. Yeah. For for the reason I don't I don't know that yet but to your point if they felt Brian was a positive for their quarterback I think they would be keeping him. Yep.
1: Yeah, they felt like it would also Harm potentially their relationship with Jalen. Well,
3: that's the interesting dynamic, too. Because, like, let's just, and we're kind of just going down a hypothetical road here, but let's say Jalen is upset they moved on from Brian. Like, mm-hmm. how's he going to react to that next year?
2: Well, I'll tell you how you better react to it by coming out and playing well. Yeah. This thing ends fast. This, 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 you go from being an MVP candidate to a yeah. backup quick. Ask the bronco yep. like this this, this and your reputation and all that stuff starting you get traded and all. now I'm not saying that's what I want to do but if you start having little temper tantrums behind the scenes and you want to rebel mm-hmm. the the owner has the last word so you you're not controlling the organization like you, you're not Patrick Mahomes you're not, you're not you're not Aaron Rodgers like that's not what this is Jeffrey Lurie and and Howie Roseman are going to ultimately they moved on from super bowl
3: winning coach like he's not replaceable if it gets to that point. I agree. And I think that there's been a lot of discussion this week about, like, where Jalen is at. And some people have been like, well, this is too reactionary. It's too reactionary. Prisoner of the moment. But no one had a problem being a prisoner moment last year after Jalen had one great year. Like, last year we all agreed Jalen was top five. Jalen was top three. Jalen was top two. All those things. This year he was not that. And I understand people saying, all right, well, let's give him another year. We'll see. But the reality is no one had a problem last year doing it. So I think going into next year, you have to say, like, Jalen has a lot to prove going into next year. And I think – well, I don't think his job's on the line or anything like that because his contract is what it is. But if Jalen doesn't improve next year, to your point, like, conversations change really quickly.
2: Man, if they see that you're not buying it, they've gone through this already. They're going to recognize it sooner. So the idea that, oh, he doesn't believe in the coach, so you start doing your own thing, that is not a positive, ladies and gentlemen. You can sit out here and, 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 and do all that wolf talking because you're not the ones who are relying on a paycheck mm-hmm. from the owner so that you can do what you want to do. So being insubordinate and and rebelling and thinking you're going to do what you want to do and still collect those checks, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. So unless he wants to end his career as a Philadelphia Eagle, eventually you say, you know what, this is what they want me to do, then this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and do my job. And see, that's the thing, what I mean by players. Nobody else has that type of power and say on the team to where they can do what they want to do versus yeah. what what what's being asked of them to do. So when you start doing that, you separate yourself. And that's why I like some of the things he said as he was uh, leaving – during an exit interview when he talked about owner's own, coaches coach, player's play. You think that message wasn't relayed to him? What that says to me is you let the coaches do their job. Your job as a player is to do what the coaches are asking of you to do.
3: Well, and what's interesting, and this is tea leaf reading, but his press conference came after he met with people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just wonder. Yeah, he
2: wondered if that message got got sent to him. Yeah,
3: and, and, and I do think a reason – like, I think it's fair to be concerned about Jalen. But a reason to be optimistic is if you're worried he's going down the road, Carson did, because I think we're all lying to ourselves if it doesn't have a lot of similarities, the main difference is Jalen is healthy. Carson had two main off seasons where he was mm-hmm. rehabbing from major injuries. Like Jalen might have – He
2: didn't stop them. They wanted him still. We forget. No, Carson I agree. Forced yeah. his I'm saying all of that is that the organization still had some belief
3: in Wentz. I wonder if they have that same level of belief in Jalen. Like if Carson had a longer rope than Jalen does.
1: Certainly interesting. 2155929494. Yeah. 94,
3: 94.
1: <sighs> See
2: this is what happens when you lose,
1: man. Yeah, well listen, and also, I mean speaking of eventually it goes from people blaming the coach to people blaming the quarterback. Like right now we're in the blaming the coach phase. Yeah. One more year of this and it's and it changes. Isn't and I'm it? I'm
3: like firmly in the camp that the problem was the quarterback more than the coach. That's good. Thank Glad you. to
1: clear that up. Jake's and Delco, what's happening, Jake? Hey, what's going on, guys? What do you got? What's
4: up, Jake? Yeah, it's, it's formerly Jake from uh, Gladwin, but, which is pretty much opposite from Delco. But I was working in Gladwin that day, and so I just said oh, it. My okay. wife was like, well,
1: we'll, oh, we'll, update. Direct- we'll update your resume. <laughs> what, what do you yeah, got totally. for on Hertz?
4: Uh, Jalen Hurts, um uh, real quick before I go ahead, I, my wife wants me to tell you that she likes you the most. She loves how personable you are with everyone and you're her favorite. So. Oh, well. There you go.
2: Tell Mrs. Jake from uh, Delco I said thank you.
4: <laughs> All right. Her name's Tristan. We're, we got our we got our uh first kid on the way. So, oh, oh congratulations
2: nice on that. Hey, Christian, yeah, you know what? Go ahead, go I'm ahead, sorry. Mike. No, you go ahead, I'm sorry.
4: It reminds me a uh, Jack had a, t- a top 5 Ways that the kid destroyed his life or
1: something. Well, if destroyed probably. <laughs> yeah, be. I don't know. It's, be it's, it's, it's use... been the greatest thing ever. It's, it's currently destroying my sleep schedule, but that's all right. It's very well worth it.
4: <laughs> yeah, the only one I remember is there's no such thing as a vacation anymore.
1: Oh, there's no such thing. Not at all. Yeah. You, you go on vacation, you're still up at like seven. You
4: know, <laughs> six thirty. <630. laughs> did you Did you do a baby moon?
1: uh no we don't have the, we don't have the money for a baby man. <laughs> yeah.
4: all right so anyway um with jalen if you if you look back to this whole epic collapse the the last moment before it happened was possibly the signature moment of jalen's career He he's running into the end zone at the end of the Bills game doing the are you not entertained and he won the game mm-hmm. and so and then what happened next was the 49ers and so on and so forth so If you think about what we're saying about Jalen not being one of the guys and he gets the contract and he's he's Mr. Jordan Brand and all that stuff, well, ironically at that moment some of those that phenomenon may have been at its worst. Right when right when Jalen was at his best, because you know, even with the Tush push, like I've heard arguments that that even made it worse because Jalen gets all the glory. So, and then, well,
3: DeAndre it, Swift, I don't think, loves the touch-push, Yeah, if I had to. I yeah. say, yeah,
2: running backs definitely don't.
3: I also am not way. sure Jalen gets a ton of glory from that play. I feel like. Well, might be the reason Kelsey retired, so, I mean.
4: <laughs> yeah, but and then it was just the perfect storm with the 49ers coming into town. And now I feel like Jalen's not really at square one or pushing. It, he's, anybody in his position got could like, push the ball up the hill because he's got the contract, he's got all the glory, and Mm -hmm. players might be looking at it a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. But now, actually, the ball is rolling down the hill. He has to stop it and then push it up the hill. So I give it a 50-50 shot.
1: Yeah, I got you. I guess my question off that is, like, why do people believe so much in Jalen?
3: Why not? Well, I think he means as opposed to Nick. Well, it's just like, I mean... Well,
1: I
2: mean, the guy has won the majority of time as a quarterback that he's been out there. It doesn't mean he's... I mean, where he ranks at amongst other quarterbacks, I think his style of play is differently. But for the most part, as a starting quarterback in the league, he's shown you that there's more positive to him than there is negative to but him.
3: I, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but I think that's true of Nick, too. Like, Nick's been on the sideline for all these wins. But it feels like as a, as a fan base, everyone has decided, like, people want Nick fired. People don't think he right. can recognize that he can coach against the Blitz. They think the way he acts on the all those things. Like, we do need to down hit, oh yeah, and i I actually that's another <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing to watch tomorrow we I mean, need to
2: down hit back some.
3: I'll be curious to see how Nick acts tomorrow, you know like is is this a somber like I recognize this season's gone poorly, Nick, or is this a energetic I believe we can turn this around, Nick
1: mm. well, I know what we're gonna I think we're gonna get a very serious Howie, I agree with that like, you know, I don't think we're gonna get the, uh, the the joking mood howie nicks Nick's interesting i I kind of feel like he's just gonna he's gonna be more somber than than excited. Personally, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think either one of them need to be excited. That's not – I mean, he's clearly you wouldn't be reading the room if you come out there with some sort of energy to you that doesn't necessarily reflect how your fan base feels right now. So they're yeah. smart enough to know um, what the fans are feeling right now, and it's frustration. And especially Howie. Like, but, he's been here for a while. But let's keep it in perspective. It's frustration of a team not meeting – expectations
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's not frustration that or to me it shouldn't be frustration that this is a rudder a rudderless ship we don't know what we're doing where mm-hmm. we're going and all these other things like that to me they they should exude some sort of confidence based on what they've done before that they'll get this fixed
1: I agree with that do, do we get answers on coordinators by tomorrow do we get the uh, defensive coordinator a new offensive coordinator
3: so that's an interesting one because I wonder if they'll want to talk about anything until it's official. You know, like the guys are signed, the guys are here. Um, you mean in terms Cause of you more- want to introduce them all at the same time? Yeah. Or do you mean in terms of moving on from guys?
1: No, I wonder if like if if Ron Rivera is is named as defensive coordinator. Do we get that move before the I, press conference? I would tomorrow? be. I'd be surprised. Or do me. we wait till? Last. If
3: you remember, I think Jim Schwartz was there the same day Doug was. Like when was, Doug was, he was hired a couple. <laughs> was he yeah. hired like a day before, yeah. two days so, before. So. I mean, it's possible, but I think tomorrow's going to be more about last season and shutting the door on that, and then they'll want to do bring those guys in more of a positive, like, moving forward light.
1: Is uh, is Ron Verri your favorite right now to, to be the new defensive coordinator? Uh,
3: he would be my first choice. I, I think on the defensive side of the ball, they need a head coach over there. Like, they, that whole side of the ball is broken. The, the players need replaced, the scheme you could talk about. But I also just think, like, there was so much confusion last year. They went from Desai, who was – you know, a young coordinator, first time here on the job, and then the Patricia came in and, like, changed everything. And the players have well, talked about head coach. that. Yeah, he is. But, but, but I think uh, Rivera would come in and be able to just handle that side of the ball. Uh, he's been a great defensive coordinator when he's done it. His defenses in Washington haven't been great, but I do think it's different being a head coach as opposed to a coordinator. Um, and I think it would allow Nick just to focus on offense. Like, worry about that side of the ball. He could just say to Ron, like, you got that side. And so Ron would be my first choice.
1: Well, what's interesting about the offensive side, and you bring, like, Nick's going to, you know, go handle a portion of the offense. Well, what if they bring in someone with the idea that it's
3: your offense and don't worry about it? Well, that's what I think is an interesting dynamic, too. So with the Jalen thing and Brian Johnson, that's interesting. But from the coordinator perspective, are they bringing in someone that's running Nick's offense? Or are they bringing in somebody that's coming in and going to run their offense and Nick becomes a CEO type? So I think that's a major difference. Like, are they basically taking the offense away from Nick and Jalen and this guy's going to come in and, and run what he thinks best suits these players? Or, or is it going to be a continuation of last year?
2: I think it's a continuation of what has been.
3: That's what I think, too. Yeah.
2: I think uh, whomever – not that that's what I want – because uh, I, I wouldn't mind having Eric bien or even a Kellen Moore as my offensive coordinator. But that would be completely changing up everything they did. And I'm not sure um, Nick would be comfortable with that and how much of that, how long would it take you to get to where you need to be um, as an offense if you're bringing in an, an entirely new offense. So wouldn't surprise me if they're bringing in someone like a Frank Reich or someone that sort of worked with Nick or worked in that under that mm-hmm. umbrella at some point, so that a lot of the offensive terminology is pretty much still the same. You may g- get some added wrinkles to the to it by doing some motion stuff and all the other stuff, but I think for the most part, you kind of want some familiarity there. I, if, if you don't want it to be a complete makeover,
1: so, I agree. Sounds like someone wants Jim Bob Cooter. Jim
2: Bob Cooter. Well, I nah. thought I read somewhere where he's not in real consideration.
1: Yeah, that was that was a reporting last well, night. Was, that was yeah. disheartening. He
3: was here with Nick, I believe. He was here yeah. with yeah. Shane and Nick in twenty twenty one, and yeah. he's with Shane now as coordinator. Yeah. So you would have to give him some type of.
2: Oh, he's with Shane as the coordinator.
3: He's a yeah. coordinator
1: out there. Another yeah. name to watch out there is their quarterback coach Cam Turner, who is Norv Turner from the Colts. Yeah, he was the he's the quarterback coach. Norv Turner's uh, nephew.
2: Okay.
3: I mean the the, the Colts had go. a nice season. I don't know if it's I'm gonna raid their staff. Notice. Well, that's what we do now. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you haven't noticed this. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of
3: Indianapolis East. I don't know if you. Yeah, were, I don't know if you're aware.
1: Shuffles back and forth. That's exactly right, Elliot. Uh, always a great hour. Always fun. Joel Embiid scored seventy. Best the, best athlete in the history clap of the city. Yep. Clap, clap your hands. Yep. Clap your hands. Yeah. Official, listen. To, listen to clap your hands. The podcast. official
3: Sixers pod of ninety four WIP. Exactly. You, you know right. it's going
2: to be terrible. Um is that he's going to have an MVP season and not win the MVP.
3: Because of the games played. Yes. I know. So I think he can only miss eight more? Maybe? Yeah, whatever it is. Something he's, like he's that, not, yeah. He's not going to play
2: more than 65 games.
3: I don't know. I think he'll – I think he should go for it. And I think, like, he will think about that. But the tough thing is you have to play, I think, 20 minutes in in all in the games for it to count. <laughs> no. Nah. So, so it's not like he can just go out there at the tip and, and – Right, leave. and so, count it as a game, yeah. Yeah. Do you have your,
1: do you have your, your, your big question prepared for tomorrow? For tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, big press conference. Yeah, you gonna you tell us it or? Well, I don't want to give him a heads up. All right, that's true. Yeah, my <laughs> Don't let him on the scent. Don't yeah, let what would on you the ass- ask? Yeah, I would ask. Uh, what do you think about the Phils this year? Okay, you're, you're gonna yeah. get a bounce back here for the Phils? Yeah. So, either way, Elliot, thanks for hanging out. the uh, The second most popular Sixers podcaster, Spike Askin. Yeah. Is coming up on the other side. Oh, sucks. yeah, that's right. Future yeah. afternoon show host. got about that. Excited to hear what he has to say. Well, it's weird that we can talk he doesn't
3: about that. Sox- he doesn't talk about Sixers much. He doesn't talk about say. the sucksers, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's been a while a since he played show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that has been a while. There goes Elliot Shore Parks on the other side. Spike Eskin will join us next. Talk about Embiid scoring 70 last night. Nick Sirianni's back and his thoughts on Jalen Hurts. All that's coming up next with Spike Eskin on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
2: Hey, if you've been watching the NFL, NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel. In partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Now, new customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. Well, I'm a little uh, conflicted. Uh, with the Ravens Chiefs games, All right? I think I'm gonna go with the Chiefs plus the points. I think I saw, I think I saw where the the uh, Ravens were favored by three and a half. So yeah, I think I'll take the Chiefs plus the points. I expect that to be a field goal game. Ravens may win it by a field goal, but I think the Chiefs will definitely cover. And in the afternoon game, the late game, you say uh, Detroit is where my heart is at. My head is with San Francisco. His game is at home. I think it's their time. So I think San Francisco takes down the uh, Detroit Lions as well and home. So there you have it. I'm picking San Francisco, Kansas City, potentially as my Super Bowl matchup. And if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. I really like the FanDuel app. Make sure you get started with $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet Also, make sure you just visit FanDuel.com slash Ike today. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash Ike. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official Sportsbook partner of the NFL.